The Bible says, be not deceived. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. All right, it's 4 p.m. on Wall Street. Do you know where your money is? Welcome to Financial Issues, where we align reality with truth. Conservative talk radio you can count on. Financial issues that you need to know. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. We will simply apply to government the common sense that we all use in our daily lives. Analyzing markets and financial news, this is Financial Issues Week in well, Review. Welcome to Financial Issues. I'm your host, Shanna Burt, and we are live with you here today. If you want to get your call queued up, we want to stay strong. We want to continue to be uh, salt and light in the culture war. We want to help you be a good steward of everything that the Lord has given you. So uh, I did mention that we are live today, and you can call in, unless, of course, you're listening to us on Saturday. Uh, on one of the AFR stations. And uh, we want you to know that you can find us live every day of the week, even though we're we're temporarily not on the AFR stations. You can find our phone app. You can download it, and you can get us live every day. You can also go back and listen to every episode of the show. In addition to that, you can listen to the FISM News and all of the other great content that this ministry does. So... Um, want to encourage you to get our newsletter as well. If you um, you can get that for free just by signing up, going to our website financialissues.org. You can get the newsletter. It comes out every Friday afternoon. It is very well done. It is precise and concise. You can read all of the headlines of the economic news and other news that's happening in the world. You can even click on those articles and get more in-depth so you can keep up with everything. There is a place on there where you can donate to the ministry, but we're never aggressive about asking for money from you. We just we put it out there just to, just to remind you that we are a ministry that is funded by listeners and, um, you know, just to be obedient if the, if the Lord is leading you in that direction. Let's get a recap of the economic news that has happened this week. We have GDP, the final look at second quarter GDP was confirmed at negative 0.6%. That confirms that we are in a technical recession. The definition of a recession is two quarters of negative GDP growth, which we experienced in Q1 and Q2 of 2022. Of course, the Biden administration is still taking victory laps and is in a uh, state of denial about the state of the economy and their contribution to the deterioration of it. Uh, PCE, personal consumption expenditure, that measures the changes in the price of goods and services purchased by consumers for the purpose of consumption. So the index for personal consumption expenditures, PCE, in the U.S. rose by an annualized rate of 7.3% in the second quarter of 2022. It was revised higher from uh, 7.1%. So we know that the things that we buy have gone up in price, even though gasoline has fallen, it is artificially depressed for the time being because of the release from the SPR, which hopefully I'll get a chance to talk about here in just a second. But we've seen food have double digit inflation. So the things that we buy that we spend the most money on food, housing, and uh, energy have are substantially higher. That is just pushing inflation up. We also got some housing numbers out earlier. 
this week, housing inventory has risen, which is a good thing. That's what's uh, low inventory has pushed price, home prices higher um, as much as 20% year over year. But now we have higher inventory because homes are sitting on the market longer because mortgage rates have gone so high. You ready for this? The new number for the 30-year mortgage average is at five, uh, I'm sorry, six, I can't hardly say it, 6.52%. So that is up more than 100% from a year ago where mortgage rates, the 30-year mortgage sat at 3%. So, of course, people don't want to trade in their, you know, 2.8% or 3% mortgage for a 6.52% mortgage. So that is that is going to dampen the housing market uh, some, which is okay because it it has been really strong so far. I don't see any any really uh, gloom and doom for the housing market, at least not yet. Um, here's a bright spot uh, for inflation, but it may not last. Lumber prices are back down to pre-COVID levels. This could help some home builders who have um, struggled with supply chain issues, elevated pricing, and now with mortgage rates being so high, they have pulled back on some of their uh, production of new homes. And, you know, lumber prices went from $400 per thousand board feet uh, feet pre-COVID up to over 1600 That's a 400% increase in lumber prices, um, back down to 400 However, uh, it will be interesting to see what happens at, in the aftermath of Hurricane Ian. We expect that there, there to be lots of damage there and lots of rebuilding to have to happen. So one of the things that I'm really concerned about here is the strategic oil reserve. You know, we have seen uh, President Biden in, (laughs) I guess, as a knee-jerk reaction to try to get gas prices down from over $5 a gallon earlier this year. He has uh, authorized a release of 180 million barrels from the Strategic Oil Reserve um, this year. So um, that is going to reduce our levels. The, The Strategic Oil Reserve can hold somewhere over 720,000 barrels of oil. Um, President Trump, when oil went negative uh, right after the after COVID hit, and we saw the the price per uh, barrel in the futures market of oil go down, he topped off. Well, not quite, but he he added to 75 million barrels to the strategic oil reserves at a very very low cost. And now we're draining that. So by the time we get to the end of this uh, release, this 180 million barrel release, we should be down to about 380 some odd thousand barrels in the oil reserve, which at our current consumption rates is only enough to last us about 32 days. We're still in hurricane season, even though Hurricane Ian isn't expected to, um, you know, damper any of the oil production because of where it hit, we still have a good over a good month left in hurricane season. And this is the most active part for the area that I live in and on the coast of Texas and Louisiana, where there is a lot of oil production. So we still are at risk there. And that release was has artificially lowered 
the price at the pump. So we're, we're feeling less pain there. And it was very strategic, the timing of it. It was a six-month release that started around about May or June, and it's, it's predicted to end if they don't approve more sometime in November, which is just happens to be right after the election. So, um, you know, there, there's... They're very they're being very strategic here about those things that are happening. Um, September consumer confidence was a little bit of a bright spot. It was up to 108 from 103.6 in August. And consumer confidence has improved in September for the second consecutive month because people are a little bit optimistic about jobs. There's still two open jobs for every person wanting to work, uh, wages and declining gas prices. In labor market, jobless claims came in stronger than expected. The four-week moving average for unemployment is down again. But the Biden administration is is doing things to <laughs> thwart that. So he's proposing changes to contractor laws, uh, making it harder for companies to consider their uh, workers contract employees. This is going to affect the gig economy. Um, it's also going to affect the trucking industry, where a lot of trucking companies consider their they're people, independent contractors. That is going to drive up wages. Weather conditions, the drought conditions in the lower Mississippi has made it hard for barges to get loaded to full capacity. That's going to result in increases in shipping again and fertilizer shortages. So there's all kind of things happening. The market, we are in a bear market trifecta with the Dow, S&P, and NASDAQ all in bear territory. We're flat this week. But inflation is up. That makes cash lose value. The stock market's down. The bond market's down. Gold is down. Crypto's down. So where do you go? Well, if you want some permanent income, you can check out the AFA Charitable Gift Annuity to get some permanent income. American Family Association President Tim Wildman. Why does AFA exist? Well, we're here to inform, equip, and activate individuals and families to transform the culture. We want to make an impact on our country for Christ. That's the reason my dad, Don Wildman, started this ministry 40-plus years ago. Dad was concerned about the direction America was headed, and he was determined to do something about it. Maybe that describes you today. If it does, I want to strongly encourage you to consider a charitable gift annuity to American Family Association Foundation. This will benefit you, and it will ensure that we stay in the fight for a long, long time to come. That's the AFA Foundation. Call the AFA Foundation at 800-326-4543, extension 345. That's 800-326-4543, extension 345. All throughout the red light district in India, women are trapped in a cycle of survival through prostitution. But they're not alone. Their children are there, hiding in back alleys, under a bed, or asleep in a room not far from the drugs and brothels outside. Five million of these children are trapped in the red light districts of India, at a high risk of being abused or used in the trade themselves. 
but India Partners has made a way for you to rescue these children and relocate them to a safe, clean home in a safe neighborhood where not only their physical needs will be provided for, but they'll be introduced to the love of Jesus. And hopefully, with these resources, both the child and their mother can escape the sex trade and start a new life outside the red light district. Just $62 will provide a week of safety for one of these children, and $275 will provide for a whole month. Visit indiapartners.org to see how your gift can reach into the red light district and provide days of safety for one of these 5 million children. Do you know what you are supporting when you purchase mutual funds and stocks? Think about it. When you invest in a company, you make a decision to support the things that that company supports. And it may not be things that you agree with. We had no idea that we were supporting things like abortion, gambling, and pornography. Thanks to financial issues, we have changed all of that and have never felt better about our money. We are honoring God. The best decision we have ever made. Financial Issues is a ministry teaching people like you how to invest biblically, responsibly, keeping your investments clear of companies that may support an ungodly agenda. Grow your money God's way. Learn more by going to financialissues.org. Become a partner. Honor God and take control of your finances. Financialissues.org. Now, back to Financial Issues Week in Review. Welcome back to Financial Issues. I'm Shanna Burt, and I'm so excited to have Craig Halgert here with us today. I know so many of you appreciate and rely on the ag report that he gives every day so faithfully. Uh, we do have many farmers and ranchers that that listen, and we're, we're glad to be able to provide a, a service to them as well as to all the rest of us. Well, you know, we're going to talk about a lot of things here, so I want to jump right into it. But first, I want you to see this uh, clip that FISM News did about China and how they're buying up farmland in the U.S. Watch this. 51 Republican lawmakers are warning the Biden administration of efforts by Chinese-linked firms to buy farmland near North Dakota's Grand Forks Air Force Base. The lawmakers are attempting to prevent Chinese manufacturer Fufeng Group from moving forward with the purchase. The lawmakers say that the land acquisition will give the Chinese government opportunities to uh, perpetrate espionage against the United States. They further argue that the acquisitions of this magnitude could severely jeopardize U.S. food production. And all this comes as Chinese companies have been buying land near U.S. military bases at somewhat of an alarming rate. Well, that is pretty alarming, you know, and Dan started talking about this well over a year ago when he talked about how some Chinese uh, companies bought up some land in Texas and how they were building some really, really tall wind turbines there, quote unquote wind turbines that um, were taller than all of the rest and a, a really, really long runway. So very suspicious. So, Craig, welcome. Thanks for being with us today. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. <laughs> well, tell us, what are your thoughts on the Chinese buying up this uh, farmland in the U.S.? Well, I think we've probably got two uh, two different issues going on. Um, number one, the, the buying the farmland around military bases, I, I think, is a, is a huge concern uh, because I, I doubt if they're that interested in actually farming it, and I suspect there's probably other purposes driving that. 
but if you look at it strictly from an agricultural standpoint, uh, China's got a, a pretty huge problem. Uh, they've got about 80% of the world's population, only about 8% of the world's arable land or farmland. Uh, and so that uh, that really doesn't work out very well for you when you've got a lot of people to feed. And, and so we have seen them uh, coming in and, and buying farmland, not just in the U.S., but they're making a, a huge move in South America as well. I think in the last uh, decade, we've seen about $66 billion worth of projects in Brazil, for example. Um, they've bought into some grain elevators down there, as they have in the U.S. Uh, they've got a, a facility there in a partnership with on the, uh, on the Mississippi River. Um, of course, Smithfield Foods uh, was acquired by a, a Chinese-based company. Um, they're a large, large pork producer, and, and pork is, is a huge huge food item in China. So I think they're, they're really doing a lot of work um, to try and preserve uh, and ensure that their people have direct access to food. Like Costco is the main uh, company that's been doing a lot of the, uh, the buying uh, of, for China. And Costco, if you look at their website, they're, they're very upfront that their, their main purpose is direct access to food for, for the Chinese people. So I, I think uh, that they probably look at food maybe a little more differently than we do, Shanna. Um, if you don't mind, I, I'd like to share an experience that I had in uh, back in 1996 in the in the nation of Kazakhstan. Sure, go ahead. We'd um, love to hear it. Kazakhstan—it's it, uh, a nation that I think is just on, on the north border of of China in, in that general region. And they'd been a part of the uh, the Soviet Union. Um, I was there shortly after the Soviet Union had broke up. Was actually teaching uh, for a month in their their agricultural college in, in Almaty, Kazakhstan. And I happened to be there when the May Day celebration took place, which uh, your listeners uh, probably know. That was a, a huge celebration in Soviet Union days uh, as they gained victory over over the Nazis in in World War Two. And I was with my interpreter, and as we're watching this, she said, you know, I was sure stupid to fight that war. And I said, well, Hitler was a pretty bad guy, you know. And she <laughs> said, but not as bad as Stalin. And, it, and she shared her family experience uh, that her grandmother and, and grandfather had 21 kids. When the war broke out, Grandpa was sent to the Russian front where, where he was killed. Grandma and the 21 kids were sent off to a collective farm to raise food for the, farm, for the war effort. Uh, and, and of those 21 kids, 18 of them starved to death during that time. Oh, wow. Uh, she said, if you even grabbed a handful of wheat, uh, the, the soldiers would shoot you. So their view of food and having experienced uh, famine and starvation in their lifetime uh, gave them a very different view of food and the importance of food than, than what we in the U.S. typically see or, or think of. And I think that's what's going on in, in China to a large extent as well. There's... Uh, there are people that in their lifetime remember famine and starvation in that country. And so I think the Chinese government probably takes food security a little more seriously than our own government does. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the drive behind what we're seeing as they kind of reach their, their tentacles out across the, across the world and ensure that they've got um, food supplies. Um, we are seeing uh, some things going on right now in China. They, uh, in fact, on September 18th, they released another 15,000 uh, metric tons of pork from their state reserves. Uh, pork prices in China year over year are up 22.5% right now. And 
So you've got a large population that, that eats a lot of pork and, and prices are kind of screaming out of control. I think there's some real fear of unrest in that country right now as well if they don't get this whole food thing under control. Yeah. You know, Dan used to always say that China has to wake up every day and figure out how they're going to put um, all of those people to work and feed all of those people. But, you know, what a great thing if they can multitask, if they can get some food for their people and spy on us at the same time, right? Well, yeah, that's, that's the best of all worlds for them. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's kind of crazy, but it, uh, it's definitely going on out there. No question about it. I believe it is Senator Grassley that's leading that uh, charge uh, against this, I, I believe. Is that correction? Yeah, I think so. Isn't that, isn't that what the news article said, Seth? Yes, Shanna, it it is. Yes. It's pretty scary stuff. Well, speaking of food insecurity and and harvest and all that, tell us what's happening here in the U.S. with the the harvest. Well, we're we're getting underway uh, fairly well. Um, You know, right now we've got about 12% of the corn crop has been harvested and and roughly 8% of the soybeans have been harvested. I think what's going to be really interesting is to see how these final yields actually play out. Um, you know, it, right now the USDA is projecting a national average yield of 172.5 bushels per acre on, on corn and, and 50.5 bushels per acre on beans. Um, and, and those leave us with fairly tight balance sheets. Uh, but there's a lot of private analysts coming out. Dr. Cornier is the latest one, and he's probably more noted for the work that he's done um, in Brazil, but uh, is, does a pretty good job uh, on U.S. as well. And He's projecting a 169 average on corn and, and 50 even on on beans. So if, in fact, he's accurate, um, it could get a little bit tighter. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been meeting this week with uh, agricultural uh, professionals from across the entire U.S. And, you know, as I talk to people in, involved in the green industry, almost to a person, uh, the expectation is that uh, the national average yield is going to come in lower than what the, the government is, is currently projecting. Uh, and so I think that's going to, to tighten up um, food supplies here in the U.S. a little bit, certainly tighten our carry-up uh, up some, and, and I think probably lead to some, some higher prices down the road once this thing shakes out and, and the final numbers become a little more known. Oh, well, my economic ears heard higher prices. <laughs> <laughs> that means more yeah. food inflation, right? <laughs> I, I I think that's the road we're headed down right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, what about the war in Ukraine? You know, we've heard Russia make these nuclear threats of war, um, as well as cutting off gas to the EU and now apparently uh, fertilizer as well. So what are your thoughts on that? Right. The fertilizer thing is, is well, obviously, if you're in, in Europe and, and gas is cut off, that's a, that's a pretty big story for you. But uh, from a worldwide perspective, this fertilizer shortage I think is is going to be one of the key stories moving forward. I know that the Biden administration is trying to incentivize uh, fertilizer production here in the U.S. now all of a sudden, but it's it's going to be pretty tough to ramp that up quickly. Uh, I think from a fertilizer perspective, the U.S. is in better shape than Brazil is uh, in terms of where we tend to get most of our fertilizer from. So I think that the biggest impact of that will be felt in, in Europe, but also in, in Brazil. Uh, so as we get into the planting season right now in Brazil, which is going on, as, as that crop develops, it's going to be interesting, number one, to see how the fertilizer shortages impact production down there. And then secondly, 
Uh, it looks like we're moving into the third year of La Nina, and that could have some implications on Brazilian production as well. Yeah, speaking of, you know, we've talked about wars now and rumors of wars and food insecurities and famines and droughts. Well, what about the weather now, particularly La Nina and Hurricane Ian? Yeah, the hurricane, I, I've been watching that a little bit. I think I was getting updates from uh, some of the railroads last night on kind of the steps they're taking to protect that. And I, I think it's going to um, obviously slow down uh, some some train movement, and probably tighten up the supply chain a little bit here, at least from a temporary standpoint. Uh, but but uh, longer term, I think this whole weather thing is, is, is going to continue to plague us. One of the things that People haven't been talking about too much, but we have uh, pretty low water levels in the lower Mississippi River right now, and that's creating some issues because you can't load barges as full as you would normally load them because they just can't navigate the, the lower portions of Mississippi. And so we're seeing some elevated uh, prices being bid down in the New Orleans market, for example, uh, just because with uh, the inability to load those barges as heavy as you normally would, it, it's kind of created some tightness there that um, is is leading to potentially some problems. So I think the, the weather is obviously a, a big story, going to continue to be a story going forward and may bite us in some areas that we're not really thinking about, such as ability to full, fully load barges, for example. Mm. And finally, what about the railroad strike? Do you feel good about where that is? <laughs> I feel good about it uh, right now, but uh, we, we had a, a long meeting on that here a couple days ago. Uh, the union bosses have a, given their seal of approval to the, the settlement, but the union members still have to individually vote on it. I believe there's 12 unions involved, and um, there's not a lot of comfort that the membership is going to approve. Uh, I'll, I'll feel a lot better once membership votes are, are taken, but I, I guess going into it, I would not be surprised to see at least one of those unions not approve it. and. Uh, some sort of a strike uh, for probably a short period of time, but I, I still would be expecting or surprised yeah. to see, see some, some little well, shutdown on this deal. I can't believe our time is, is just about up, and there's so much more that I wanted to talk about, but thanks so much for being with us, Craig. We always appreciate your wisdom and insight. Stick with us. We'll be back right after this break. Guilt could be associated with pride because you're focusing so much on your own self. Guilt is the easiest access point for the enemy to enter into our minds. So we have to remember when we begin to compare, we're falling into the opposite of what God is and Mm -hmm. what he's designed. The Bible talks about us being given different gifts individually. And it's not up to us to want what someone else has. Mm -hmm. When we've been given so much, if you don't know who you are, if you don't know what God has clearly called you to Mm -hmm. do, is clearly telling you, if you're not confident in all that, if you're being double-minded on it, there's no way that you'll make it. You will feel that mom guilt, and it will take you down. Join a sisterhood of faith. Watch Outspoken on FISM-TV.
Securities offered through GA Repl and Company, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member FINRA and SIPC. Opinions expressed by Shanna are hers alone and are for informational purposes only, and do not necessarily represent those of GA Repl or the outlet on which you are listening. You should consider how the information applies to your situation prior to personally implementing it, and consult any financial professional you work with to make sure it's applicable to your financial plan. Welcome back to Financial Issues. I hope that you uh, got to hear that great interview with Craig Halgert. He has so much uh, wisdom and insight to share with us, and it fits right into to what we are doing here, which is to help you be a good steward with your uh, with your finances and your investments and every other area of your life as well. Let's get to a call. We've got Julie calling from Oregon. Hi, Julie. Hello. Good morning. You're on Financial Issues. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Shanna, for being willing to continue dance ministry. Uh, I've listened for several years, and I am new to the stock market. I just received a small inheritance from my dad, and I've chosen to invest some of his money. I currently have a little over 7000 in the market. I'm almost 55. And my husband is over 65. We're both still working. I'll continue to work, and my husband has the opportunity to retire whenever he chooses. I am working to diversify my portfolio. I haven't mastered the tracker yet. I am a partner, and I'm under the Timothy Allocation Asset Model. I have TM578322 HE in cash. I'm looking to add... TM72. It has a minimum balance, as does the defense and the other one. To buy TM72, it will lower my cash from 3300 to 800 which will put my cash at 10%. I'm wondering if I should go ahead and purchase TM72 or wait until I build up more cash. I do contribute monthly to my account. Okay. Well, one of the things that you can check on is that sometimes in a, if it's 